You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Anthony Kastrovitz. This is our weekly Royals chat with Jeffrey Flanagan. And, Jeffrey, the Royals took two of three from the Braves over the weekend. It was their first series win since way back uh, April 22nd to 24th. That's a long time coming for a Royals team accustomed to winning series, including the World Series, I might add. Um, they did it with a Kendrys Morales home run and extra innings. How much did he need that one? How much did they need that one? Yeah, I guess he kind of has Wade Davis to thank for that because that never would have happened if Wade hadn't uh, blown his first save and since last July. But, yeah, especially from the left side of the play where he's really struggled, um, he just can't seem to lay off the soft stuff down and in. And, uh, you know, a lot of fans have been asking me, you know, why doesn't he just get right-handed all the time and not really realizing that his splits would probably go down pretty far if he was trying to go righty versus righty. But anyway, he, yeah, that, that was a big home run for him personally. Obviously a huge one for the team because they, you know, losing two out of three at home to the to the Braves would not have been a good look for this team, uh, especially the way they've been struggling lately. So uh, they somehow managed to grind it out. You know, Kendris uh, had a great at-bat, hit a 3-2 pitch over the center field wall, and uh, a lot of celebrating afterward. Yeah, I bet. Uh, they've lost 13 uh, of 19 overall, so... Uh... You know, take the victories when you can get them right now. But, um, you know, so much of, of the Royals getting back on track will, will come down to the rotation, uh, giving them some consistency. And obviously last week was an interesting week uh, for the rotation with uh, Chris Medlin and Chris Young uh, both go on the DL. Medlin with a rotator cuff inflammation and Young with a right forearm strain. Uh, Jeffrey, what is the severity uh, of, of these two situations? doesn't seem very serious uh, with Chris Young. I talked to him yesterday briefly, and um, he's going to start throwing actually again this really this week, maybe as soon as today or tomorrow. So they, they you know, he had a shot. And inflammation is, is getting calmed down a little bit. Uh, um, so I would think he'd probably be the first one back uh, after he does 15 days on the DL. Chris Medlin, um, you know, there's no timetable set. They talked about him possibly resume throwing. Uh, Later in the week, he's on a no-throw program right now, but uh, that inflammation, too, needs to calm down a little bit. Um, just kind of popped up during his last start, which was uh, in Cleveland and wasn't a very pretty one either. But uh, uh, fortunately for the Royals, they do have some depth there. Uh, Dylan G, they signed in the offseason, uh, you know, came in, and, in against the Braves and threw five shutout innings. He kind of lost his uh, release point in the sixth inning. Gave up a few runs and a loss, but uh, overall, that's probably what they were expecting from him, a, a pretty good outing. Um, Danny Duffy uh, took over for one of the spots there for Medlin's spot on Sunday and uh, was very strong for three innings. I think he had five Ks and, and just one hit allowed, three shutout innings. So he'll get stretched out a little bit more. And um, uh, if they can uh, they can get Danny uh, on track, he's been pitching really well all year in the rotation, uh, that's going to really help. Yeah, obviously he was on a, a pretty strict pitch limit uh, given the uh, the three mm-hmm. innings there. But um, I, I saw they have an off day coming up in the schedule. Is that one where they'll leave Duffy in the bullpen for a few days uh, before stretching him out, or what, what's the plan there as you know it? Uh, as, as of this point, I'm not sure. Um, yeah. you know, it, it could be either one of those guys who might get skipped, um, or they might just want to give their top three guys an extra day. So uh, that's the kind of thing we'll have to talk to Ned about uh, this week. Well, one thing that they got to be encouraged with Duffy, he's really cut down on his walks 
this season. That's been a, a, a nice change of pace for him. And uh, on the flip side, a guy who doesn't draw many walks, as we know, is Alcides Escobar, uh, the leadoff spot. And, uh, you know, his season his season line, uh, Jeffrey, is, is not exactly a beautiful thing to behold, but he has had a nice uh, May. He's at 344 in May. Of course, he's only walked twice in those 14 games, which is pretty typical of him, but um, had a really nice day Sunday. And uh, it's kind of like it was just sort of getting to the point where you really got to make it a point of conversation should he be taken out of the leadoff spot, but uh, seems to be redeeming himself here lately. What are your thoughts on that? Well, if you want to get your head chewed off, just ask Ned about that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Because he'll quickly point to, you know, their overall record since he moved, you know, asking the top spot. Uh, But certainly it's a conversation point among his fans, uh, especially when, and you're losing, uh, like they have been, and he hasn't been producing. But, you know, he's had some streaks here in May where, you know, he's had a couple of four-hit games already this month. So uh, when he's right, you know, the offense gets going because, you know, you get on base and take an extra base and a uh, pretty good base runner overall and uh, just really had a terrific game yesterday, um, doubled the lead off the game and scored, um, had a great at-bat in the eighth inning where he fouled off. I, I think it was a 13-pitch at-bat, and, and kind of flared one into right field for an RBI hit that turned out to be a pretty big run at the time. Uh, so, you know, he has his moments, and um, I, I think uh, unless the bottom drops out, I don't see him getting pushed out of the top spot. Yeah, here's a note for you. Entering the week, Escobar's 298 career on base percentage was the <laughs> lowest among any player currently on a major league roster with 3,000 career plate appearances. Wow. So, <laughs> certainly not. Uh, not what you expect from a leadoff guy, but the, the Royals, you know, they clearly made it work for them, and Escobar was so huge for them last October, too. So I know Ned doesn't like to tinker with his lineups much, and he likes to uh, stick with what's worked for him in the past. So that's worked with him in the past and hopefully in the future. Um, well, I'll, so, I'll add uh, one thing, too, Anthony. I mean, this this team, as you know, you know you've seen them plenty of times, too, is that they do a lot of things unconventionally, So and that's yeah. just one of many. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Sometimes unconventional works. Uh, now that he's been around for more than a week, what have you thought of Chester Cuthbert at third base? Well, he he was so good his first uh, first seven games or so that you know fans were starting to cry for, hey, where can we move him when Moose comes off the DL? You know, can he play <laughs> yeah. second? Can he play right? You know, can he play shortstop? I mean, just kind of just crazy stuff going on. And uh, the truth is, he's only played uh, uh, I think five professional games uh, at second base in his life. Uh, two innings in the major leagues during a mop-up game last year. And I'm not saying he can't do it, but, you know, there's a lot to learn. You just can't just plug these guys in anywhere. Um, there's a lot of footwork that they'd have to learn. But uh, since then, of course, since the, the big outcry about where is he going to end up, uh, I think he's not had a hit. So um, <laughs> it's just yeah. typical of the way things go in baseball. Uh, didn't look particularly good yesterday at the plate or the day before. So, But i tell you one thing, uh, he is – a really outstanding defensive third baseman, and as you know, that's what matters most here in Kansas City. Uh, you got to be able to defend first, and he's really made some highlight real plays. It's just uh, uh, he's got almost as good an arm as, as, as Moose does, and he's got really good range, and he's very fearless uh, in the field, and uh, uh, they haven't really missed a beat defensively. And everything's still on track, I assume, to, to hopefully have Moose back uh, to the 15-day window. Yeah, I think it might actually be uh, stretch that out maybe another week. Um, he's—I uh, talked to him yesterday, the day before, and 
there's still some swelling in there. He still feels it a little bit. Uh, he was taking some dry swings uh, the last couple of days, and he's going to hit some flips here pretty soon and uh, just see what it feels like to have contact uh, uh, with that hand. And, and he's already been playing catch, and he said that's gotten better. But uh, this early in the season, you know, we're not even at Memorial Day, um, you take your time and make sure that thing gets healed. So I would think it's probably going to be closer to three weeks. Uh, one of the Royals' biggest sources of concern early in the year was Lorenzo Cain's slow start after finishing third in the MVP tally uh, last year. Uh, but he's on a nine-game hitting streak uh, entering this week. Jeffrey batting 389 with eight RBI in that span. What has Cain done to, to kind of catch fire here and get back to the level we're used to seeing from him? Uh, well, I think he started hitting the ball over the fence, which helps, too. Um, <laughs> he had that big three-homer game in, in, at Yankee Stadium. And, um, you know, a lot of his stuff uh, was kind of some bad luck. I, I, you know, I, I saw a stat recently where he had hit like 14 balls or something like that over 101 miles an hour exit velocity, and only four of them uh, were hit. So that's really hitting in some bad luck. Um, so I, I think things just kind of, you know, turned around for him. He uh, Balls just started kind of finding holes somewhere and, and finding uh, the bleachers, too. So uh, I don't think there was a major concern about him at the plate, and um, they certainly need him to, to keep the offense going. And uh, just had a typical day off yesterday, I believe, and uh, we'll find out more. He told me yesterday he was going to be available in extra innings. Uh, they didn't use him, but um, they, they want to make sure that they take care of Lorenzo like they did last year and give him a break every once in a while. And I think yesterday was that day. And uh, we'll, see, uh, we'll see when we get to the ballpark today if he's ready to go. Pretty unfair when you're going for your fourth home run in a game and uh, Robles Chapman is staring back at you. That's not, <laughs> that's not an ideal matchup. No, yeah. and, and you know, and, and a lot of the players and Dad and, and Lorenzo himself, you know, it's it's kind of a shame that the, you know you can't even celebrate a three homer game because that was right. another one of their bad losses last week. So. Uh, but it was a it was a sight to see. Two of them were to right field, which uh, he's never done before at this level. So, you know, if he starts developing some apple pump, as he calls it, uh, he could really be dangerous. Apple pump, I like that a lot. All right, I want to thank Jeffrey for joining us as he does each week, and thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Kansas City Royals edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.